What's up, guys, and welcome to the Yard Podcast. I'm your host, Randy. And I'm your host, Konu. And we are World Series champions. Uh, you guys know what to do. Leave us a review. Leave us a whatever, all that right now. If you can, find us on social. I don't really care to talk about any of that right now. Uh, you guys know how to find <laughs> us if you've been listening. We have a World Series to talk about. Both of us are so excited. Uh, first one in Dodgers history in 32 years, and it's the first one in both of our lifetimes. Yeah. Um, I just want to talk about the moment when it first happened really quickly. Um, I don't, I, I know for you, I think both of us have kind of been bullshitting in each other this entire time. Uh, basically this entire kind of thing we've been saying, we didn't care. It would be whatever if the Dodgers won. I kind of even yesterday felt like, you know what, if they lost it, it is what it is. And then it got closer to the end of the game and it no longer felt that way. Um, I sat, usually for games like that if I'm at the stadium a lot of times I can't even watch a lot of times I just kind of like put my head down because it stresses me out to watch especially in close games like that but I was sitting on the floor and when that ended like I, I just cried I couldn't even hold it back like I didn't know what to feel I just cried watching it I couldn't yeah. even post on Dodger Yard I just like sat there and like I didn't even look at the tv nothing I just like listened to it and was just like holy shit this is it it I yeah. I yeah. So like I agree with this whole time I'm saying I don't don't care, it doesn't matter, but I think it was game when they lost game four, which was I mean we'll get to that a little later. Um after that loss, it it hurt me more than I thought it was. So I was like, okay, yeah, I, I'm really back to caring. And uh yeah, last night was stressful. Uh the first few innings were at least first half of the game was really bad. Uh, thank you, Kevin Cash. Don't know what you were yeah, thinking, Jesus. but much appreciated. Uh, Coming in I mean, clutch he, for the Dodgers. Yeah, he took Snell out and it backfired immediately. Immediately, yeah. Mookie hit a double and I was like, you, you really fucked up. That's going to be talked about forever. Uh, and a lot of people tried to compare it to what Roberts does and I just couldn't because they were in an elimination game for the World yeah. Series and that is the only pitcher that the Dodgers have not hit. Um, I don't know if I've ever seen anything really comparable to that before. I just, I stood there like with my mouth dropped. I mean, everybody on Twitter, professional athletes were talking about it everywhere. You had players in other sports talking about it. Um, that might have been the biggest momentum changer. Uh, they had seen Anderson so many times. His, he, they hit, were hitting him, no problem. Uh, Mookie Betts was awful against left-handed pitching. So what does he do? Kevin Cash removes the lefty who's already struck out Mookie twice and then brings in a righty that Mookie and the rest of the team has seen plenty of times knowing that the team cannot hit lefties and he'd given up two hits all night like I don't know how you do that and how I don't know how he comes it, out of this yeah. without being fired I, uh, I it, it made no when I when it first happened I was sitting here like did he really just give the Dodgers this chance and I was like I, I, so at first I was like kind of skeptical like okay maybe it'll work out for him but it's still a bad move just because he wasn't in trouble at all all night he gave up a hit to Barnes, whoop-de-doo. You remove him <laughs> after that. So I was like, oh, boy, you struck out, what, Bet Seeger and Turner six times. I think they all struck out twice. So it, it really made zero sense to me. And, yeah, it backfired immediately. 
Yeah, uh, Barnes, that dude coming out and knocking out Blake Snell out of the World Series Game 6. I don't know anyone who saw this coming. I don't know if anyone saw what we saw from Barnes uh, this postseason, let alone the World Series. I mean, he, but, didn't, he wasn't hitting all that much, but I can't understate how much he impacted the game behind the plate. If he didn't get any hits, what he did behind the plate was still more valuable than yes. anything he did with his bat. He did Absolutely. have the home run, so I don't want to take away that, but like that someone put up the stats uh no disrespect to will smith but what he was doing behind that plate was that was getting the dodgers killed the era for smith in the world series i think was like seven and barnes was like 2.3 and um, i want to say even before that because smith was catching bueller and bueller just kept walking everybody and yeah as soon as they put him in with barnes bueller started looking like bueller again so it was kind of like is will smith an issue here yeah. And it, it, yeah, the whole thing was kind of weird. Um, I, I don't know what happened there. I don't know if it's a nerve thing, what it is. Barnes clearly knows those catchers. He's been there forever. Uh, yeah. I did find it very weird though, that Smith wasn't even catching for guys like May and Gonsolin when you've been catching those guys for a couple of years now. Uh, the fact that they're going with Barnes over you seemed a little concerning, but not really the important stuff right now. Um, I, I just, I, I don't I did, know. I did want to say, I, I kind of, I am a big fan of Blake Snell, so I really felt bad for the dude. Like, once yeah. he was removed, I was like, ooh. I don't, oh, he was I don't pissed. Know. He was mad. You could tell he was pissed. And after the, uh, he had the press conference afterward, and he, he said some things. And, he, you know, he's, of, of course, he's confident in himself, as he should be. He's a great pitcher. Um, well, and he had no I reason just, not to be. It's not like it was one of those outings. You know how sometimes pitchers will come out and be like, I mean, kind of like Jansen. They'll be like, I had my stuff, but the guys around me didn't. And like Blake Snell, what like he was confident because he deserved to be confident in that moment. Yeah. He wasn't just confident because like he's full of himself. Like he had a reason to be pissed off. This wasn't one of those times where you're like, wow, the player's just whining. It was the right move. It's like, no, the player had a, when you have your former yeah, Cy he Young. He was dominating. Yeah. And when you have a former Cy Young come out and say that after a World Series loss, uh, I don't want to be the manager at that point because that team's probably not going to keep you just as a thought. Um, I, I don't know. So, the, so you think they get rid of it? I know this isn't what we're talking about, but you think they're going to get rid of it? I don't, I would almost think so, but then I don't, don't know because it's the Rays. Um, I just, that is one of those moves that I I don't even know how you justify it. He tried to. It made no sense. And even if you were going to justify it, I don't know how you justify Nick Anderson uh, after everything we yeah. saw from him. So and I don't know what will happen. Uh, just his excuse was coming up was like his third time through the lineup, right? But then I saw Jeff Snyder say that Blake Snell's uh, stats weren't all that different from the second time through the lineup. So it really made no sense. And yeah, I just there's no reason at all. Yeah, not at, not at 75 pitches, not when the Dodgers have been playing. Like, they've seen the bullpen a ton. It's not like any of the starters really held up well against the Dodgers, besides Snell. Um, so yeah. they were seeing a lot of the bullpen. So there was really no reason to do that. But you know what? Hey, it got us a World Series championship. Uh, every manager makes dumb moves. We know that. It's not just Roberts. Uh, I'm just glad our dumb move did not result in that uh, <laughs> this series because 32 years is a long time a whole lifetime is a long time uh, the fan base is going wild I am clearly not in California but those streets of LA right now from what I'm seeing on social media See, this um, is the time I really wish I was still in LA yeah like seeing all the videos of the fireworks go off now I'm from Los Angeles so this fireworks going off every night it's pretty annoying but <laughs> last night would have been the 
the one night I would have gladly accepted and participated in something like that. Yeah, I, I was a little bummed, um, but we of course don't have a date, but uh, this I swear the moment that parade date is like announced, I will put on my mask. I, I don't care. Like I will drive home. I will be there for that. I will quarantine. I don't care what it takes. Um, but I'm here for it. I'm excited that city deserves it, let alone 16 days after the Lakers win um, in a year that was extremely hard for the city of LA losing Kobe. Um, it just kind of felt like what everybody needed. So I think it yeah. all came together. Uh, as for the parade. And even before that, the year before that, when it's not as big as Kobe, I'm not saying that, but losing Nipsey Hussle was also like really hard for Los Angeles because yeah. he was like a voice of the streets. So that was tough too. And losing him like in such close proximity was really tough for Los Angeles. Yeah, no, it was, it was a big win for the city of LA. Um, it's, it's crazy. That parade is going to be insane. LeBron James was tweeting as soon as the game is over, like we want a parade, let us do a Dodgers and Lakers one together. Uh, that would be, oh, a that little, would be fire. That would be wild. Um, which I don't, I wouldn't mind. However, part of me like selfishly wants just a Dodgers one. Cause like, that's but, fair, yeah. but the fan bases are pretty much identical that like, it wouldn't bother me. Like yeah. most Laker fans and Dodger fans are like the same. So it wouldn't bug me yeah. too much. I um, think for like just representation wise, seeing Mookie and LeBron yeah. hold up trophies would be fantastic for yeah. people. Of color. No, I, I wouldn't complain. I would be there. I'd celebrate it. But like selfishly, if I could have it my way, I wouldn't mind the Dodgers yeah, and Lakers having separate. But if it's not, it's not going to make me feel any different. And I'm still going to be there. Uh, speaking of Lakers, I don't know if you heard. So I don't know if you heard the Lakers when they had won their championship, they had beaten the record, I think it was for NBA teams, like most sold out gear in the first 12 hours, whatever it was, they passed the uh, Cavaliers who held the record from the last time LeBron won, uh, when are the only time Cleveland has won when LeBron was there. So last night, Dodger fans set a new record for the first eight hours of championship gear, passing the Cubs, Lakers, and Eagles immediately following their title. So yeah. our and fan base- so yeah, yeah that was our, our fan base went wild last night, uh, spent a ton of money. I had a few friends text me who spent like five, $600 and I'm like, that's dope. I'm jealous. I can't do that. Uh, didn't you want to get a, a gold plated, uh, Kershaw Jersey? I am, but I was told those apparently don't come out until a few weeks before next season. Uh, cause oh, I think okay. that's the jerseys they wear usually is their Jersey, their home jerseys for the most part the following year. Uh, yeah. but yes, I will absolutely be getting that Kershaw gold Jersey. Um, I fucked up a little bit and I got so emotionally caught up in everything that I didn't go to order a hat right away. So I still don't have a hat, but they're, I know they'll restock them. There's no way they're not yeah. going to. So I'll get that. Um, and then of course my friends back at home picked me up in LA times and OC register. Cause I needed that. And then I got the LA Times is selling a photo book. That's like 30 bucks. It's this big ass book that's enough pictures. So I think I've got to get that too. I don't know. We'll see. There's a lot of stuff to buy, but uh, yeah, yeah, our fan base went pretty hard yesterday and I, I respect it. Um, I've already they had- deserve it. Yeah, we all do. Um, we, I've already had a ton of people try to troll saying like 60 game season. And it's so funny to me that other fan bases think that that's going to offend us. Like- not one Dodger fan. We all had the same chances. Yeah, so. we all had the same chances. It was the longest playoffs in history. So you can't tell me that's easy. That three game series at the beginning, that wild card series, 
any team in baseball could have come out and beat any team. The Dodgers could have played the worst team in baseball, could have played the Orioles, the Red Sox, the freaking Tigers, whoever the case may be, the Pirates. Any of those teams could have beat the Dodgers two out of three. Um, And then they go and they take on the Padres, one of the better teams in the NL. Then they go and take on the Braves, who was arguably even better than the Rays uh, when you look at them as a whole, as a team. Yeah. Um, And they beat them. And then they go to take on the Braves who are the, sorry, the Rays who have some of the best pitching in baseball. Even their pitching showed up most of the playoffs. So it's not like their pitching was just garbage because they weren't hitting. So they had the, most of their wins came from the pitching and the Dodgers had no problem there with was, it. There was, there was some hitting. Uh, Rosarena yeah. got hot. Uh, Brandon Lowe had like three home runs. They Kevin did pick Kimmer, up. Who isn't a good hitter. Hit had like nine or 10 hits. So yes, it was some players. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. I should say it was kind of like ours. Cause I looked at the batting averages and compared them side to side and they actually had more players hitting over 350 than we do. So I guess I shouldn't say we weren't hitting. I think it just felt like ours was more balanced where they just had three players who were doing it all. And then the rest yeah. just did nothing at any time. In play. Yeah. Like yeah. Betts wasn't out. Nino was oh for like 20 or whatever. You yeah. Know, he had one hit. I think last night he got oh, his first right. hit. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He got his, not biased. Yeah, his first it might have been yeah. Baez, whoever it was. It was his first hit last night. Uh, yeah, you're right. But, but yeah, like we it had... It was got- uh, Gratterall. He threw a slider. He okay, that's who it was. was out in front of it. Yeah, he like, yeah I remember but, that. But um, yeah, we we had guys like that who didn't show up at the plate. Like we had some guys who struggled what you didn't want to see, but they still came through at different times. Like Mookie, you look at his numbers and you're kind of like, okay, I expect more. But he had his moments where he did have yeah. those at-bats. Like last night he had that home run which was huge because um, that insurance run was really starting to worry me a bit going into the ninth inning. So like his home run was major. Um, the whole thing. I mean, in my opinion, I don't know how you feel. Um, and I know it's 2020. We don't know what would have happened if the trade didn't happen, but I feel like Mookie Betts was the missing piece. Um, if we don't have I, him in right field, I don't nope. think I don't think we win without Mookie. Okay, I thought I you were gonna. He, okay, he, he does too much little things. Even if he's not hitting, if he gets on base, he's stealing bases. His base running, just like we saw last night, just like it happened in the first game of the season against the Giants, it was like a run on third, infield in. Mm-hmm. He gets a good jump, sprints to home, gets there before the tag. It's the little things like that that really put you over the top, and Mookie really can do it all. And there's not many players that can pull off that play that he did. Uh, the thing that's funny too, is if you look at, I think I've showed this to you. If you look at the sprint speed numbers, AJ Pollock has the same sprint speed as Mookie Betts, but the difference is Mookie knows how to run the bases. So he's quicker on the base paths and more dangerous than Pollock, even though they have the same sprint speed because sprint speed usually just accounts for running in a straight line. Uh, and that's not going to do much for you when you're rounding bases, all that kind of stuff. So Mookie, the jump that he gets on these balls, his awareness, his baseball IQ, his like the second the bat makes contact, he knows where that ball's going. Um, I, so many of the games have blended in together at this point. So I can't even remember the exact series for all of these things or the exact games, but the things that pop into my mind a lot did come from the brave series. Uh, First, I think it was the brave series. Was that the double steal or was that the Padres series? Yeah, it was the, 
that are bullying for me. I think yeah. I want to say it was the Braves. I, I think say it, was it was too, but like so that was huge because he pulled off that double steal with Seager, uh, and Betts led yeah. that. Without that double steal, Turner single maybe only scores one in that well, game that yeah. they ended up needing. And then you look at his multiple plays in the outfield, uh, robbing Freeman of a home run, catching Azuna leaning too far off and making that running shoestring grab. And then you have the play up against the wall. All of those, without those plays, there's there's an argument that the Dodgers don't win and don't move on if there's not the right fielder to make those plays. His bat didn't provide much, but you can never overstate how important defense and base running is in games like this, where every single run and every single out matters. Yeah. I think the first two or three games he was hitting, got cold, like no hits. And then last night he finally got some hits, but only after snail came out. Yeah. Um, Yeah. They, it, it was a whole team thing. Uh, Corey Seager won world series mvp one nlcs mvp um that dude killed it everybody had to come through and do their job uh sign Corey seager to an extension because if you guys don't you're gonna be paying a lot of money for him for arbitration which is fine he deserves it but then another team is gonna come in next year and hand him the bag so i need the dodgers to get on that before another team even is allowed to come into the conversation uh yeah uh, seager definitely deserved that mvp but i also wanted to give shout out to i mean i've already given a shout out to barnes because of his catching um kershaw man it was good to see you do well (laughs) i was nervous the first game you went out there and shut me up and then the second game i was like oh he's gonna be bad wasn't good but he battled and he he got outs when it mattered the most what was it like running on third no outs and he got out of the jam because margo's stupid Oh, yeah. Either way, Kershaw did his job, and hopefully we can put that narrative to bed because he was good in 2017 playoffs as well. Yeah, he minus was. game five. Yeah, which of course is that we can't really worry about that one too much. Right. Um, yeah, no, he was incredible. Um, I will say, last night when I heard he started stretching, I got really paranoid. Um, I did not want to see Jansen. I did not want to see Kershaw. It's just because the last oh, he was thing stretching? I thought I, well, all, all he saw that he was playing was catch with Mookie Betts and then I was like okay it's what the reporter said it kind of sounded like some of them may have jumped the gun and got a little excited uh but I don't know how much they are able to see where they're at at the stadium but they had made it sound like Kershaw was warming up and everyone was kind of like I don't know if this is the right idea like I get it Kershaw wants his redemption tour but imagine if you stick him out there and he blows it yeah that's so much worse than him just not playing and them winning um and I also wanted to say that I think Roberts managed a great game yesterday. Same. I, yeah. I think he pushed all the right buttons, made all the right moves, took players out when they need to be taken out. Uh, in game four, I was questioning him again because he keeps putting Baez in with runners on and Baez is just not good in that situation. So hopefully he'll stop doing it at some point. <laughs> so I was questioning him there, but then yesterday I, I really do feel like he did a great job managing yeah i i was i was, super I was happy. afraid he was gonna put jansen in and then i was like oh no but i didn't see jansen warming up he just let julio go back out there and i was like yeah Julio's and that was the right, right that was the right yeah. move to leave julio in there uh as for everything else yeah i liked it a lot of people bitched and complained and was like gonsolin shouldn't have started roberts is an idiot but you know what yesterday was basically if it, it if it wasn't going to be a bullpen game, I didn't expect Gonzalez. I expected Gonzalez to go maybe five or six, but still give up three or four runs. 
Gonsling gave up one run in an inning and two thirds. It's not what you want. More guys reached. You want him to do better. That's fine. But Gonsling gave up one run and then everyone else came and shut it down. I mean, it could have been more, but hey, Alex Wood, sir, my apologies. I'm sorry you did your thing yesterday. Um, Still don't want you back, but we're not talking about that right now. You did fantastic (laughs) last night. And actually, I think all World Series long, I think, would you give no runs? Maybe maybe even one? If yeah, I think he gave up one out of, like, okay. seven innings. Um, yeah, he did really he did really well that World Series. Yeah, he was fantastic. Uh, without his performance this last night, that could have gone a lot of different directions. I know a lot of fans. Laura got a big out, too, though. Yeah, that was um, a massive out, out on three, yeah. three straight change-ups. Uh, yeah. And I know a lot of people... They were really upset about that. They didn't want Floro to come in. Floro came in, did what he needed to do. It seemed like every move Roberts made last night worked. People didn't, yes. they wanted Wood to come out for another inning. Uh, I had looked at Wood's stats. Wood has not pitched more than two innings since his first start of the season. So I am glad Dave Roberts did not bring him out for another inning. The World Series is not the time to push players uh, when they haven't yeah. done that. If you have other guys to come in, if we had to ride with Wood, I would have understood it, but we didn't have to. Uh, then everyone got pissed off. Baez came in. I'm glad he came in because he clean any. Yeah. He can't pitch with runners on. And if they don't use him there, they're probably going to use him later in the game. And I don't want that if runners are on. So I liked when he used him. Gonzalez came in, shut that shit down real quick on one pitch. Uh, it just, and he was pumped after striking that batter out. And I was like, maybe this will turn the tide. Yeah. And then Barnes singled and Snell was gone. And I was like, thank you, Victor Gonzalez. You did all of this. Yeah, it was it was just a whole thing. And then, like you said, Urias, Urias coming in and just dominating, basically untouchable. Uh, at that moment, it was like, once the eighth inning ended, I just kept thinking, like, I think Urias was at like nine, something, not even, he barely had thrown any pitches. And I'm just like, please bring him back out again I don't care about any narrative I don't care about anything his arm is okay it's funny because before the game Robert said Urias wasn't available but I think we all had learned that when it comes to the pitchers any player I don't trust a word Robert says when he says players are not available uh I think that's what any manager is gonna say once you're in the game things change a little bit um but I think he killed it with the decision to leave Urias in there last night they did. I was happy to see Urias out there, and he was just pumping fastballs, and it didn't seem like they knew it was coming. I think maybe they were trying to sit on the curve because they haven't been able to hit the curve, and he was just like, "Okay, I'm gonna give you fastballs," and they didn't. They couldn't pull the trigger. Was it Adamus looked at two fastballs, kind of uh, middle in, just looked at it right down the middle, and I was like, "All right, that's two. and then the third one beautifully placed as soon as he threw it i was like if he doesn't swing that strike three he just looked at it and i let out the biggest scream i've ever let out i was running around tears started coming it was <laughs> it was a great time yeah it, it was, was a it great was a, time it was a moment for sure um i definitely just sat there and kind of took it all in and, and t- tried to enjoy it as much as i could it, it wasn't how i wanted it to happen but I'm not upset about it. Um, I immediately went out. It's snowing where I'm at. So a little bit of a different celebration than usual. But I went out and I took a shovel and I carved a giant ass LA into the snow in the middle of the road. So it was like I had to have some type of mark here, even if it was a little different than usual. But uh, it was just 
it was something special. It was something a lot of people had waited for. It felt good to see the fan base finally just like let out that exhale. And it was very nice to go to bed and be able to look at Dodger Yard mentions and not have to deal with everybody like being pissed off and angry all the time. Like yeah. for once I got to go to bed and people were happy. It was so nice. Um, I, I couldn't even sleep. I was, I maybe got an hour of sleep and honestly, like I told you, like I texted you earlier, I've never had more energy before in my life. Yeah. I only went to bed when I did because of the podcast. Cause I know how hard it is yeah. for me to wake up, but I was up to like 3am, 3.30 and I started to watch the Dodgers press conference and it was like 2.30am and it was an hour. And I'm just like, I started tearing up watching this. I'm like, Oh dude, it's 3.30. I need to go to bed. And so I uploaded that on YouTube and I cannot wait to sit in front of my computer and watch it today. Um, for those who want to watch it, if you don't have Sportsnet LA, didn't get to watch any of those that stuff last night on our YouTube channel at Dodger Yard. We do have the post game uh, from game six. You could check that out. But yeah, I I don't, I, I still kind of woke up and still didn't totally know what it was like, what it felt like. Um, my phone was blowing up last night. I was having DMs from people, text messages, phone calls, FaceTimes, uh, which was really cool because there's a lot of people who don't quite understand the kind of feeling a lot of us have as Dodger fans and don't quite understand yeah. the sport, but those people still reached out, still knew how yeah. important it was. Um, I had told you, and I didn't bring it up on the podcast last week because uh, I got so caught up in everything else, but last week was on October 20th was the anniversary, two-year anniversary of my dad passing away. And that was kind of, he's the one who got me into baseball, everything. And he actually passed away on game seven of the NLCS uh, right before they won to go to the World Series in 2018. So I've kind of always struggled because the Astros robbed that one from us. We never got to see it. Me and my brother were at those games uh, and our dad was there, never got to witness it. And so last night it was like, it just felt like it all finally kind of came together. Uh, like I know my dad, all he, all he wanted was for me and my brother to be able to experience a world series. And it's like last night it happened, uh, yeah. wasn't the way we wanted it to, but it doesn't matter. We won. I don't care if 60 game yeah. seasons, uh, the playoffs, so many damn games, they played out till game seven in the NLCS. So they earned it. They came back three, one. That was not easy. Uh, no team oh, they definitely was, earned it. Yeah, no team was going to be discredited. And you know what? If any fan, especially if any Astro fan comes to you, just tell them to fuck off. Because if they think their 2017 World Series is legitimate, they don't have shit to say about anyone else. I don't care if it's a one-game World Series. The Astros have nothing to say to any other fan base about a World Series trophy. So don't let anyone get to you. Just enjoy it. I'm not even giving, I'm not even giving those people the time of day because it's all they want. They're so angry that the Dodgers won. They're angry that they picked up Mookie Betts and they won. They're angry that the Dodgers know what they're doing and running a great organization and have the money and the prospects to pull these things off. So we're all just going to live in it. I have not seen one Dodger fan go, you know what, this sucks. I wish it was 162 games. I think everyone feels that way, but no one is actually like, yeah. that's the make or break for me. So right. um, yeah. again, I wish there was 162, but after game four, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm already, cause that yeah. hurt. I'm invested in this shit. Let's, let's do this. They responded very well in game five. Again, yesterday was a bit of a struggle, but they got it done. Yeah. And I mean, when you look at what we've gone through as 2020, the fact we even made it 
this far like blew my mind like I didn't even think we'd make it this far I thought baseball was gonna be canceled when the Cardinals got their breakout with Miami and then we kept yeah. going and then they're like we're gonna let fans into this bubble and I'm like there's no way this is gonna work we're not even gonna make it uh and we kind of didn't make it but we did uh we'll get into that in a couple minutes but yeah, I just, I didn't expect the whole thing to come out the way it did. I do want to say that my prediction was right. And I was happy. I said Dodgers in six. So yeah, it was, it was a guess. I mean, anyone could have guessed this so was not a big deal, but I do want to say I found my text message last night that I sent to you because I saved it and I sent it back on September 23rd. And I remember you laughed because I explained myself, then you understood, but I said, we'll see what happens. We're either going to win in the world series or we said, we're either going to win the world series or lose in the first round. There is no in-between. And my theory was because 2020 is that fucked up. They were either going to break yeah. our heart in the beginning or we were going to win it in the year that none of us could really be there to celebrate it. Yeah. So we did, but it was, I, it's a better feeling than taking the loss. Uh, I finally got to take back-to-back -back World Series loss survivor out of my bio and finally got to put <laughs> World Series champion. So really I got what I needed out of this. Uh, I mean, I'm already planning trips to come back home and to do stuff with friends once I get back to celebrate. So uh, I think we're going to be we're going to be riding this one for a pretty yeah. long time. Oh, absolutely. I'm still riding the damn Eagles Super Bowl. And that was three years ago. <laughs> I don't care. I'll yeah. ride this shit as long as I can. No. But I mean, last night was was it was it was beautiful. It was amazing. Uh, the only thing that would have made it better would, of course, have been like if Vince Scully was able to to make a call. But I do want to give a. a acknowledgement to Charlie Steiner because his call at the end of the game on 570 AM uh, Sports LA, it was really, really good. Uh, I think I got chills listening to it. It was just very well called. So good job, Charlie. Yeah. Um, I did not hear that. I had to deal with uh, the broadcast, which it wasn't the worst. I feel like they could have been worse, but it wasn't the greatest. I, I'm not a fan of Smoltz. I'm it's, not a fan of it's, Buck. Okay, yeah, let's say it's Smoltz and Buck, right? I don't, yeah, uh, I, I know you don't Buck listen. And, yeah, every time Buck comes on, I, I just, I think he's the reason why I started muting. Yeah. Um, so I haven't heard Smoltz, but from what I see on Twitter, it's it's not good. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you weren't listening last night, but you know how Victor Gonzalez came in and whoever it was, he faced at the ball right into the shift. Uh, the best part of that entire play was, I don't know if you saw it on Twitter anywhere, was Joe Buck lost his shit because he thought it was a hit. He, he literally yelled and he goes, and there it is, a ground ball right to the second baseman in the inning it's like his hope was so high like he thought this ball was getting through and the Rays were going to have off to the run and like the way oh. the camera was and the way the shift was you didn't see he hit it into the shift but Joe yeah. Buck totally like he did I think there was a fly ball earlier to left field where he was like and there it is a deep and the ball fucking it went halfway into left field it didn't even go to the warning track and he like he steinered the hell out of so many calls last night like he I don't even know if you can keep <laughs> calling it steinered at this point after what he did like he bucked that up is what he did I but I, I saw people on Twitter saying that it seemed like him and Smoltz were rooting against the Dodgers Smoltz it would make sense because the Braves that would not yeah. surprise me yeah uh, that makes sense yeah I, I Buck, I've never liked, I've kind of always felt like he doesn't, is not a big fan of teams like ours. It always feels that way. Uh, I don't know. I still think that 
in my opinion, I do not care about other fan bases when watching a World Series or any playoff game. It should be about the two teams that are out there. I don't know why Joe Davis and Oral Hershiser are not calling the Dodger home games and the Rays are not calling their home games. Uh, we should not be catering to, oh, this needs to be mutual. Like, why? Like, let the two fan bases, if yeah. they're, if they're, I wouldn't have cared if the, if the Rays announcers had done it and got excited when they won. If it's their home game, let their announcers call it. Yeah. Uh, clearly, you can't really split it because it's a national broadcast. So, there's going to have to be a game. And Joe Davis actually works for Fox, so yeah. that should be easier. Yeah, you're going to tell them, like, hey, don't be complete homers and don't, like, shit on the other team, but, like, talk about well, your Joe team. Well, Joe doesn't do that anyway. They don't do that no. anyway, I don't think. No, 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 no. But there are that, that – I've watched a yeah. lot of Red Sox this last season, and they do that quite a bit. Eckersley talks so much shit on other players and other teams. Like, he on air apologized multiple times. Uh <laughs> And I would have been embarrassed if that was my team, but it's uh, real not. Real quick, I was going to say, so. I, I sent you the, the Charlie Connor, the Charlie okay. Steiner clip, so you can watch that after we're finished. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll check that out because I want to see it. Because I, I usually don't give him, I am usually give him a pretty hard time. So if he killed it, yeah, I'll, I want to give him the props. Like you said, he does, he does Steiner things quite a bit, but I thought it was fitting last yeah. night. He's I nice. I, I, he's nice. He's one of those guys that like, I don't like, how he is and his work which i'm sure he used to be a lot better because i know he's a big time broadcaster um i just like i've seen him at the stadium though and every time i see i don't know him like i've never met him he doesn't know me but he's the type of guy that every time i saw him at the stadium like he would smile and nod his head and so like i always kind of felt bad that i talked shit on him because he's such a nice guy so i'm glad he yeah. had to, i'm glad he had his moment and uh i hopefully other fans appreciated it too because i know we we give him a very hard time most of the time but uh yeah, I don't know. It's going to be that image of uh, Urias pitching and then going down, not down to his knees, but squatting down and yelling yeah. and then seeing Barnes in the background throw his shit up in the air. Like, that's going to be an image that yeah. lives on for a very, very long and time. And, like, b- before the playoffs started, we were talking kind of quickly about, like, unsung heroes. And, I mean, Julio was that throughout the whole playoffs. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he really stepped that fuck up when it really mattered so yeah. yeah i mean shout out to julio i mean the, the yeah. regular season was a bit up and down but he was consistent and pretty dominant through these playoffs yeah he was uh he was fantastic he i think had he maybe had more innings he could have been in the running for one of the mvps uh because he was right up there i bueller i think if there was a game seven bueller really could have had a shot for the mvp yeah. I know a lot of they people. They put a talk. graphic up, right? It was Seeger, Turner, Muncie, Kershaw. Those were the ones that I saw were the discussion. Yeah, through MLB. Okay, yeah. Like MLB yeah. had them is that's who they thought was gonna win. Um Muncie, I understood just because his on-base percentage was fucking insane. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't think you could give it to him just for that. I think I think they picked the right person. If it they wasn't did, yeah. if it wasn't going to be Seager, I could see it being Kershaw. But overall, I think it had to be Seager. Uh, what he yeah. did, what he hit. So um, I, I also don't think Kershaw cares. I think Kershaw just yeah. wanted that trophy. He's never seemed. Do you to see care. how happy he was yesterday? Oh yeah, he, he was. He was one bit. He was bawling. No, I don't. He he. You could tell like he was ready to just let it all go. Um, yeah, that he's never cared about personal accolades. He did not care right. about anything. I don't think he even cares that he didn't come into pitch. All he wanted was to win. Um, that narrative is over. You don't get to talk about Clayton Kershaw being bad in the postseason anymore. David Price was able to have his let go when he won the World Series. Um, so that's what we're going to do. 
I don't want to hear about Justin Verlander. He may have won a World Series ring. He's never won a World Series game. He's 0-6 in the World Series. So if you're going to talk about any player sucking it up in the World Series, that narrative is no longer Kershaw. Find someone else um because that man has earned his spot and he's going to live on for a very very long time in dodger history and and again um, i don't want this to get lost i'll keep saying it he was phenomenal in 2017 except for one or two innings in game five yeah and he had i think it was the one bad inning in the nlds game one against arizona but that was oh yeah i was there yeah i remember yeah he was left in a little too long it was one of those games where it was like he probably should have been pulled and he would have been okay but still they were up enough yeah 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 so it's yeah overall though he's you can look at any players there's a lot of players that have a hard time even zach grinky zach grinky's playoff era is about the same as kershaw's uh and Granky's fantastic in the regular season. There's a lot of guys who, for some reason, once they get their struggle, but Kershaw came out this year and he did not struggle. He found himself in some situations, but he worked out of them. Um, he looked good. He wasn't walking guys. He was striking guys out. Um, and he just, he had himself a year. I, I'm excited to see where we go from here and how this team looks moving forward. It, it's going to be a really interesting offseason because they have finally won the World Series. So, like, if they had lost, you can kind of be like, okay, well, maybe switch this player with this player. But now that they've won, do you just bring everybody back and try it again? Or do you still make those increment moves? So this offseason is going to be really interesting for the Dodgers. Yeah, we're going to see a lot of that, too, over the next week with all of that stuff going on. And we'll actually get into that. But before we do, uh, we do have to kind of go over something a little bit that happened last night. Uh, During the seventh inning, we saw Justin Turner be pulled from the game because his test had come back that he tested positive for COVID. How the hell that happens in the middle of the game, I could not tell you. Um, The reports that came out at first made things sound a whole lot worse. They were still bad. Don't get me wrong. Uh, probably still should have been handled way better but the reports that initially came out was that what's today so game six was Tuesday so initially the reports came out that on Monday when there were no games Turner found out that he tested positive then showed up again the next day whatever or they got that he tested came back at the second inning however all that was wrong turner did not know let's just say that turner did not know on monday that he tested positive his test for monday came back in the second inning of yesterday's game and it came back inconclusive so they expedited the test again came back in the world and came back in the seventh inning that he tested positive and he was immediately pulled off the field and isolated in the back he was not on the field when the team initially celebrated uh he was not out there for the final out he was not in the dugout however at the end we did see him come out to celebrate for with the, the team, team picture, right? Yeah. yeah. He was out there holding the trophy. He was out there with all of his teammates. Um, the argument that's going around a little bit isn't just the fact that he was out there. It was the fact that he was out there and took off his mask while yeah. being in that team picture with everybody else. Um, it's irresponsible. It was bad. MLB and the Dodgers are going to have a lot to answer for uh because with everything going on it's a national stage it's on national tv um you had this whole thing going on got all the way through and then the seventh inning of the final game of the world series this all blows up and then that player is now on the field with everybody and it wasn't just players from what i read it was obviously family members mlb personnel so it wasn't just like the bubble people from what i read um my thing with it 
is it's irresponsible they have to figure it out they're going to have to discuss it they're going to have to do a bunch of contact tracing um i also think at the same time any other player would have done the same exact thing he did um yeah. it's hard because i don't want to downplay it obviously this virus is very real uh they needed to do what they need to did what they need they need to do what they need to do um turner kind of broke that towards the end at the same time like 2020 has been a shit year so it's really hard for me to sit on this and want to like burn turner for it that man has waited for this moment he's worked his ass off i like was gutted when i found out that he couldn't even be out there to celebrate with the team initially like he's yeah. a big part of this team uh, and he didn't even get to be out there to celebrate. And so to say like, no, you can't even be in the world series championship photo or hold the trophy on the field with your wife. Like that sucks. They were in the bubble. If anyone was exposed, I promise you it wasn't happening when he went out there to go take a picture. If anyone's exposed, it's when they've been in the bubble this entire time together. And Turner was standing on third base, talking to any other player that got there while they were in the dugout, high-fiving, doing all that kind of stuff, hugging, yelling in each other's faces. Like if it happened, it had already happened. Um, I don't know where the Dodgers go through from here. From here, uh, It's all over the media. Uh didn't Passan say that once they got back to the hotel, they were gonna have to do some, um, a lot of tracing and blood tests? Yeah, I think so. Uh, a lot of people didn't know whether or not they were going to leave last night or this morning. Uh, there were plenty of, pic well, there were a couple pictures Bueller posted on his Instagram story late at night. It was like maybe close to, well, their time, it was probably 2, 3 a.m. Uh, with them being in Texas. And they were very drunk, it looked like, um, which is good. Good for them. I don't care. I'm glad they need to celebrate. So I'm assuming they did I not go anywhere. I think I saw anywhere. those. They were drinking beer. Though. Yeah, 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 yeah uh yeah. shitty beer too but um yeah. yeah they they're having a good time seems like they stay there which i think makes it a little bit okay because now you can still put everyone back in the bubble you can test yeah. every single player there's obviously they want to get home but considering covid like there isn't this big ass rush get them home to celebrate with the city type thing so keep yeah. them all there test every single one of them figure it out start your contact tracing and then Turner needs to go home and he has to quarantine. And so does any other player yeah. that comes back positive. Uh, it sucks. But again, we're in the middle of a pandemic. It's not like they can really go out in LA and celebrate. They won't be missing out on much. Uh, so they need, they yeah. got their night last night. Fix what you can today. Do good about it moving forward. Pray and hope that nothing comes out of this. Nobody gets sick. Nothing happens. Uh, because if that happens, then I think we're gonna. It's gonna become very problematic. Yeah. If this becomes someone gets sick or someone, I'm not even gonna go there. But if anything happens, uh, that's when I think this will turn very problematic. And MLB is gonna have way more to talk about than what's going on uh, right now with just Turner. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. I'm curious to see how it. I'm curious to see how it got in there, if they can find out, because I was convinced that within days after the World Series ending, we would see a spike in players, uh, yeah. because I was convinced that letting fans in was going to cause something like that to happen. Yeah. And I think what could really be telling is if anyone on the Rays have it, because the Rays were in San Diego, they've only been in Texas for a week. Whereas yeah. the Dodgers have been in Texas for a few That's weeks true. with fans yeah. being around for at least two weeks now. So the Just, Dodgers have been yeah. exposed longer than the Rays have. So um, we'll see what happens yeah. with all of that. Well, yeah, they completely fudged all the 
uh, testing up, but lucky for them, the season's over. So, yeah, but they, now, they, like you said, they need to really start testing and tracing and making sure that it doesn't spread. Yeah. And I, I don't know how they go about this, but I hope they found a way to get contact information for every single fan that was in that stadium because they're crazy yeah. as hell if they think that people are going to there's going to be people there that were sick there's going to be people that came back yeah. and got coronavirus for going to a world series game uh yeah. so i hope mlb is prepared for that because that county from what i read in texas had an all-time high of cases over the last couple weeks so uh mlb's gonna have some yeah. work they need it's, to do so uh, it, it wasn't smart to begin with but just no. like people who have gone to trump rallies get covid i expect that fans that went to the World Series or NLCS will get COVID as well. Yeah, I think we're hitting that point as a country that like things have gotten so bad that people want their life back to normal. And I completely get it. I would have been at those World Series games, COVID and all. But if you're doing those things, you still have to take precautions. You still have to do your best to socially distance. I'm, I understand people want their lives and I get it. Let's do things that we need to do and have. But like going to crowded bars is probably not things you need to do, but if you're going to go to a freaking sports game, at least wear your mask and just like try not to be around other people. Like if you're going to do these I think things. The fans did a pretty good job for the most part, at least at the beginning. I, every time they panned to the crowd, I saw people in masks, but the last few games, I, it few and far between that I saw a mask. Yeah, being it, wa- a war. It, it wasn't great. Um, so I am happy though, that they at least had the distancing. Cause yeah, the mask thing was not great. Uh, but yeah, they, it's people, I think, especially with 2020 coming to an end in the next couple months, I have a feeling come 2021, people are just going to lose their shit and life is going to slowly go back to normal. And it's it, not to normal. Cause we're never going to see normal again, but to some extent normal that we can do, uh, like, I don't see baseball not having fans in the stadiums next year. Sure. It may be less than the full capacity but uh i think we're gonna see a lot of people kind of just say you know what at this chance like i'm just gonna i'm gonna take my chance because I, yeah, I don't think anyone already talking about that yeah i don't think they're, anyone they're expected start this late december and they're gonna have minimum fans in the stands so yeah, yeah i don't think anyone expected this to go on as long as it did uh COVID and all well, so I mean, I mean I'm not gonna get too deep into politics no here, no no yeah I we could have been a lot better yeah. off no we could have I just don't think anyone thought realistically like holy shit we're still gonna be here in October like I think everyone had it in the back of their mind but everyone was like nah we're fine we'll figure it out and then like we just fucked it all up because we thought we'd be fine yeah. so but you know we're here I was, now I was one of the ones that's saying oh this is gonna last for a long time because people are again, dumb you know what yeah, yeah people are dumb everyone yeah we'll just, we'll leave it at that uh so i just want to say i hope everybody's safe i hope turner's okay i hope nobody else catches it and nobody gets sick yeah. uh especially the all the ones there with the older relatives i know did the family get uh tested too or no yeah i think so i think family members okay. were tested every day as well okay. if if you were in the bubble there were two different bubbles so there was like there was a bubble that was like the families that were allowed to be down the baseline like basically near where the players were and then there were family members allowed in the seats okay so the ones in the seats were not in the bubbles the ones down by the players were in the bubble so uh i don't know what mlb did with that after because like after the game there was a video of cody bellinger like waving to his family because they were in the stands on the other side of the dugout 
So I don't know if when that ended, Bellinger was allowed like for his family to come to the hotel or if MLB said, as long as you're in this bubble at this hotel, you have to stick to our rules. You can see your family as soon as you leave. So I don't know what happened there. Um, I'm okay. hoping since they found out about the Turner thing, they said, no, nobody else is entering this bubble yeah. until we know what's going on. Um, so I mean, you would yeah. hope so, but I mean, do yeah. we really have any hope for the person who runs the baseball? No. He no. was a, a, I don't even know what happened with him last night. That was yeah. I don't, that, like I told you last night, when he started talking, I thought else. at first he was. I thought at first thought he was drunk, and I was like, "Hey, look, it's kind of fun to see you normal and out here drunk." But then as it went on, I was like, mm, "Maybe he's not drunk." Yeah, I, a lot so of I people, people think he, that he, a, yeah. he had a stroke, and I was just like, "Oh, well, that's serious." Yeah, I, I have no idea what it was. I. I don't like the guy. I cannot stand him. I hope he's out of baseball very, very soon. Uh, but I, I also hope he did not have a stroke because that is yeah. very scary. Uh, when he handed Seeger, no, when he handed, when he was on the stage the first time before Seeger announcing that the Dodgers won the championship, everyone booed the hell out of him. Like he tried to not even talk, like as if he was going to wait for the booing to die down, which was dumb as hell because it was never going to stop. He should have just ignored it and went on because yeah. you could tell he was getting nervous uh he seemed oh, okay yeah. he wasn't slurring his words he seemed nervous but he wasn't slurring his words That's but true, then yeah. after all of that you go to the nlcs he was a disaster so i don't know if like the stress got to him when he was being booed on stage and something and maybe he did have a stroke uh i just i hope he's okay because that's scary for anyone uh yeah. but yeah that was that was pretty bad um and he's gonna have a lot to answer for too because he's the one who thought all of this was a good idea to begin with so i'm glad we got our season but the whole fans thing was still kind of dumb but hey i'm happy the fans that were there you guys did your thing uh had a good time i just i really really hope that nobody gets sick from this so. uh scott and his brother were there right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. scott okay. and his brother were there from dodger yard they were there last night they went to two before so um yeah couple of, there were quite a, I had quite a few friends that were there so that was a lot of fun to see the videos of people actually there instead of having to rely on uh all that other good stuff so how insane that must have been for them to actually witness in person them winning the world series yeah yeah I can't imagine um I I'm hoping to have that time eventually I, but I just I'm praying it's at Dodger Stadium because that's oh, where yeah. I want it so um, but that's really it for World Series talk because we're getting close on in an hour. However, these next few days are going to get pretty crazy as it always does after the season ends. So we aren't going to go into detail. I just want to let you guys know what's going to be coming up in the next week. We are going to stay on schedule, but we will be back to recording on Tuesdays. We just wanted to wait till the World Series ended to do this one. So if you do not know, as of today, players are free agents. So they cannot sign with a new team until five days after the World Series. This gives the Dodgers or any other team who has free agents, gives them a couple of days to potentially work out a new contract with these players if both sides are interested before another team can kind of swoop in there and start talks. Um, so for the Dodgers, there's a couple big names, couple some fans might not care too much about. Uh, however, We've got some guys that are going to be free agents. Uh, they're free agents as of today. Justin Turner, Kike, Baez, Blake Trinan, Jock, Jake McGee, and Alex Wood. So all of those guys are free agents. We will give our thoughts on what we think is going to happen there next week. Um, as for McGee, I 
thought I read on baseball reference, he had an option for 2021. However, options don't have to be, they have to be exercised within five days of the world series. So I'm assuming he's considered a free agent just because the option has not been exercised yet. Uh, it is a team option. So it is up to the Dodgers, whether or not they want to take him on for another year. It sounds like they have a team option for Jimmy Nelson as well. Um, trades are open back up as of today. So teams can get back to trading. I do not expect the Dodgers to stand pat. They're going to enjoy this World Series, and I think they're going to be right back at it, trying to figure out what they can do to win another one next year. Uh, another big thing is qualifying offers. For those of you that don't know what that is, the Dodgers can they can extend a qualifying offer to a player, which would make so qualifying offer comes out to eighteen point nine million for the next season. If a player accepts that qualifying offer, they will be with the team for one more year, getting paid the eighteen point nine million. If they reject the qualifying offer, then they immediately become a free agent. And if that player signs with another team prior to the amateur draft, the Dodgers would get a compensatory draft pick. So there's a lot that goes on to it. Qualifying offers get a little complicated. They seem to change every rule every year, but there are some of those things that you want to look out for. Sometimes they offer them to players because they know the player will not accept the qualifying offer and then they can get a draft pick if they sign elsewhere. Sometimes they do not extend a qualifying offer because you're the player, the player might take it because there are some players that are not worth 18.9 million and they might take that to go out for another season and make up that money. Um, so if another team decides to sign that player that got a qualifying offer put on them, they are subject to losing one or more of their draft picks. The Dodgers might extend a couple qualifying offers. However, if I looked at it correctly, the only players they can extend qualifying offers to are Jock, Kike, Baez, Wood, and Trinan. Uh, so I would not be surprised to see them offer it to someone like maybe Jock, and that might actually be it. <laughs> uh, the rest of those guys might, the rest of those guys I mentioned might actually take a one year deal at 18.9 million. I doubt Jock does, uh, but we're not going to get too much into that because again, there's like a, once the Dodgers, if they offer it, they have 10 days to accept or reject that offer. So it's, seems very unlikely anything is going to happen within the next week. Uh, we'll know whether or not they accepted them the offer, but we'll be recording again in six days. All of these have pretty much five days uh, limits on them before a decision has to be made. So we want to make sure we know what's going on before we try to give you guys a bunch of info. So uh, we will be back next week to talk about more of that. Obviously we'll still be on our world series high, but as every baseball fan knows, the season never really ends. So we've got to get right back into it next next week. Uh, going to enjoy this World Series for a very long time. But as always, the goal is always going to be when's the next one. So uh, I have a feeling this front office is going to give us a lot to talk about over these next couple months. So yeah. uh, World Series. Oh, real, real fast. As, did Joe Kelly pitch at all? I don't remember seeing him. No. In the World Series, he didn't. Yes, day i know he didn't i'm actually no, no, he did yesterday but I, I don't remember seeing him at all in the series so I'm i don't to... i don't know if he did in the world series to be honest i'm looking now but i'm on baseball reference if you go to baseball reference right now uh all the players like they show you know how they show player pictures on baseball yeah. reference uh so right now it's all the dodgers there's no other person except for the dodgers on the baseball reference uh page right now but as for this oh yeah so he did he actually pitched in two games okay yeah oh okay so it was game one and game game one and game two i just couldn't remember if it was the brave series or if it was this series but it was this one uh he pitched okay. remember right before 
or was it right or right after Jansen came in? There was one inning where he came in. He came in in the ninth, and then he came in in the sixth. Then he pitched an inning, both of those, and he gave up one run. So he gave up run, okay. one run over two innings and struck out three. Okay. So, but yeah, um, yeah, okay. there was so a couple. That's why I couldn't remember seeing because if it was game one and two, yeah, there's so much had already happened by then. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, a lot of my stuff blended in. But hey, we're World Series fucking champs. No one can take that away. Doesn't matter. Uh, social media has been so much fun. The Dodgers are constantly posting stuff, so keep up on social. But you can find us at Dodger Yard. You can find my personal at Randy underscore Radcliffe. And you can find my personal at Michael Konu, M-Y-K-A-L-K-O-N-U. And uh, we've got a lot of fun stuff coming up. I have a feeling we're going to see a lot of cool content coming out, a lot of cool books, DVDs, magazines, all that good stuff. So be ready to spend your money. Uh, even those of us like myself who don't have it, we're going to find a way to spend it. So, hey, uh, government, you want to hit us all with a stimulus check? I know Dodger fans will greatly appreciate it right now. I mean, the whole country would appreciate it right now because, you know, pandemic. But, hey, uh, I could use some Dodger gear. So <laughs> I would nah, complain. Supreme Court was more important. Yeah, well. Yeah, politics. So, uh, yeah, it's a mess. But hey, like I, like I said, World Series champs. I don't care what 2020 yeah. does. There's no one taking that yeah. away from us. So uh, nothing. We got it. I've got to be honest. I am exhausted, not just because of sleep last night, but because this was a hell of a season and doing everything. And I cannot wait to just not I don't want to say end this podcast because I enjoy doing it, but I cannot wait to stop recording and just go sit on the couch and like <laughs> soak all this in for like a day and then just get right back into work tomorrow so i'm gonna i'm gonna yeah, do my uh, thing i need to today but i'm gonna enjoy this i don't know what i'm gonna do i have so much energy i'm, I'm just gonna start doing random shit yeah my mine as well hey we, we ain't got anything to do for a while uh no more games to be committed to just got a podcast to be committed to one hour a week so oh. uh we're gonna have fun with this but as always we really appreciate you guys tuning in um we hope everyone enjoyed the world series do what you got to do, celebrate, but be safe. And let's go out and do this again next year. And once we have more information on anything we need to know, and of course the parade, we will of course let you guys know, and hopefully we see everyone out there. But other than that, we hope you guys have a good rest of your night, weekend, morning, afternoon, whenever you listen to this, go Dodgers. And we will catch you guys next week. Bye guys. See you later guys.